Hello everyone, welcome to the podcast uh, Football, Football Chronicles. This is Edgar Ramirez and I'm here with Sebas. Hey Sebas. Hey Edgar, how's it going? Good, good man, how are you? Fantastic man, really good. Yep, so we are uh, ready to talk about football today. Um, yeah, not many things going on these days. It's like the post-World Cup. Uh, effect right like right now no, none of the leagues are starting so all uh, most players are on vacation and what is happening is a lot of transferings and a lot of like new managers coming in and out more or less yep. that I, I saw by the way I saw a little piece of gossip I saw that um, Cesc Fabregas got married <laughs> I, saw Sex I, I don't know why I totally forgot about Sex Fabregas yeah, I know everyone. I think everyone did after you know. I don't know. He's at Chelsea now, so I don't really follow Chelsea that much. Sorry for everyone who is a fan. Um, but yeah, he got married, and Suarez and Messi were there. Apparently, they're good friends. So yeah, yeah. that's what people. That's what that's what they're doing. You know, hanging out, enjoying themselves before the season starts. Yeah, it's well deserved, man. Like if you think about it, like after playing a league and then a Champions and then the World Cup and whatever, you know, like probably are exhausted you know so probably it's, it's a good thing to see them like doing stuff outside the the, the stadium but it, it does feel weird though i think it's just the effect of the world cup that just makes you feel like you know after the world cup it's like during the world cup it's like all frenzy and madness because the games are like every day and you know after the 15th everything stops because there's nothing else going on yeah it's very slow right now yeah even in south america right now i mean if you think about it like the the only tournament that is kind of going on is the copa sudamericana which is the second tier tournament in south america yep and there are like some few matches have been played very few i i mean i I saw just a, a brief thing uh, like junior played against lanus and and they qualified because they beat lanus in the penalties but besides that match you know like everything has been really slow yeah like uh, I, I don't understand sud america that well because for example and uh, junior for example played against lanus already mm-hmm. and they qualified and also for example uh, caracas qualified ex- against sport Huancayo. <laughs> which uh, yeah go figure but there are still like some like matches that are, that have any have, they haven't even played the first leg you know so that's kind of awkward for me because you know like there are some teams that are already qualified which means they already played two matches and there are others that haven't even started playing this thing so I don't know how it, it is organized but I think it's just a little disorganized because of the World Cup. Uh, did did the Colombian? Because I mean, I, I don't know if everyone knows this, but maybe we should explain. Uh, our because we're different hemispheres, right? Um, our seasons to, right now it's mid season for for a lot of tournaments. Like in in Peru, it is, for example. Um, so there are some. Uh, so right now the the tournament restarted because the Peruvian uh, soccer league t- took a break because of the World Cup. Um, but for example, I, I think the Brazilian league did not stop during hmm. the World Cup even. Yeah. Um, and I, and I'm pretty sure like the the Argentinian league did stop, and they but they do follow the European uh, calendar. Calendar. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so so weird to see this thing because uh, you know yeah. like 
I think they, yeah, Colme will try its best to plan these things, but I, I still is it, it makes it really hard to follow. You know, like it's hard to get excited if you don't exactly know when they're playing. What's going on? Like, what's yeah. going on? Yeah, it's really hard to engage in this tournament. Yeah, well, and, and they do get exciting. You know, a little exciting at the end. I think to me, the Sudamericana, Sudamericana is actually the only tournament that a Peruvian team has ever won. Um, oh yeah, it was a uh, Cienciano. Cienciano. Yeah, in two thousand fourteen. No, even before I moved to the United States, so like oh. two thousand six, maybe. Yeah, um, you're right, you're right. Yeah, no, it was a long time ago. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but I th this this year is the first year that the Copa Sudamericana is being played a, a year long because before the Copa Libertadores was played right. for one semester. And then the following semester was Copa Sudamericana. Right now, both are playing at the same time, more or less, emulating what is happening in Europe. Yep, and and in, and in, this is the first time that the third place um, team in the Libertadores moves to play the Sudamericana. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, same that, as that in the Champions happened. League and the Europa. Ch Euro yeah, exactly. That hadn't happened before. I mean, I and think that's good. I I like it. Yeah, I mean. It, it's good because I think uh, for those uh, teams that don't progress in the in the Libertadores, they still have something to look for, you know, like yeah. to play for. Yep. Uh, internationally, I mean. So I, I think it's good. Also, it's good because you know before some teams used to play Libertadores, and then afterwards like right. Sudamericana. So those teams used to like, for example, Atlético Nacional play both. And I think that's a lot of a, you know, it's, it's a little bit too much, I guess, for a team. So I think yeah. it's better just for them just to play one tournament, I think. Makes yep. a little bit more sense. So I, I was surprised to hear, I mean, you, you told me before we started the, the episode that Jimmy Chara left. Yeah, uh, your idol. <laughs> my, yeah, my, my favorite player. I mean, Your favorite player. Yeah, he moved to Atletico Mineiro, apparently, before the World Cup or during the World Cup. It was I didn't notice that until recently because, you know, like during with this whole work of stuff, like 75% uh, of the news in yeah. South America were about the World Cup and the other 25 were about things going on in the country, you know, so yeah. <laughs> politics and, and, and that stuff. Means, and that means, yeah, exactly. That means everything, yeah. not just, you know, not just yeah. soccer related things. Yeah. So it was hard I, I, to, tra to trace him. I didn't know that he was moving to Atletico Mineiro, but then I saw the lineup when they were playing Lanús. Mm -hmm. And I was, where is Chara here? <laughs> there he goes. Is he injured? Is he injured or something? And then I, I trace him down. And I was, wow, apparently they sold him to Atletico Mineiro for $5 million. So it's not a bad sale. Yeah, not a bad deal at all. Not a bad deal for a South American team. Taking into account that he's 27th, so I don't know. Yeah, definitely not the youngest. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of movements, you know, going on. Like, do you want to start talking maybe a little bit about maybe some players that have been rumored to move out of the, their teams and move into new teams? Yeah, I mean, Allison, I think, is the biggest one, probably. Um, just because he's, I think, the most expensive... Uh, how would you say this correctly? The most expensive, like, goalie. Uh, it's like $70 million, I think. Which I think is a exaggeration, but... I mean, $70 right? million? Dollars. $30 million less than Cristiano Ronaldo. Yep. What? For a goalie, my goodness, that's yeah. so insane. Yeah. So, so insane. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't get that either. I mean, I, I, I don't see it, honestly. Um, I mean, he's not a bad goalie. I, I like him. Um, 
Yeah, but <laughs> 70 million just seems like, you know, a yes, little out of I, I will pay that for Kaylor now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, Ellison hasn't really proven much. I, I don't think. Again, not a bad goalie. Um, well, I mean, Liverpool needed a goalie so bad after what happened <laughs> in the Champions League. You know, anything will do. Messi yeah. as a goalkeeper will do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, they did need a they did need a goalie really badly. Um, so they got one, and they got a good one. Um, yeah, it was very decent. I mean, yeah, but it, but it's a lot of money for a goalkeeper. I don't know if I will spend that much money on a goalkeeper if I were like a you know like a football manager. I will use that money for something else. But yeah, but I mean, they, like you said, they desperately need a goalie, and I guess Roma took advantage of it. Yeah, <laughs> I just made a deal of the century. Um, I don't know if you noticed this, but so one of the like soap operas of the transfer market was this uh, Brazilian uh, attacker, w- winger, mm-hmm. uh, Malcolm, who moved to Barcelona. Barcelona announced him yesterday, if I remember correctly. Um, but apparently, he, had, he already had a deal with Roma to move to Roma from, from Bordeaux in, in France. Um, and... I was you know, reading a little bit and apparently what happened is that they already had some sort of deal with Roma nothing signed it seems and then Barcelona essentially just scooped him up offered him more money and the the agent said yeah you know we'll, we'll just take your offer and tried to start a bidding war mm-hmm. and Roma backed out and Barcelona took the player but apparently uh, Bordeaux had already announced that the player was moving to Roma so it was you know kind of embarrassing um, that they didn't get him um, so it's been like a whole you know Barcelona just put, putting themselves in, in the middle of the transaction and getting him um, we don't know for how much but it you know I don't remember him in the World Cup and that maybe says <laughs> <laughs> that maybe says a lot yeah. that maybe says a lot yeah um maybe I do maybe he did play but I don't remember him as much I mean obviously we remember Coutinho we remember Neymar you know we remember I mean I remember uh, I guess Felipe Luis coming in uh, and a few other players I mean I definitely remember Alisson uh, playing Um, so you know we'll we'll see it's a bit of a surprise um, because he's jumping from a very small team to Barcelona. Yeah, to a huge one. Yeah, do, to a do, huge you think, one. do you think he's going to be a main player? I don't see how. I mean, Dembele... Although Dembele hasn't been playing well. I mean, he didn't even play that much with France. I mean, he entered, I think, most games um, during the World Cup, I mean. But, but he didn't really uh, start. I think he started the first game and then they switched him out for Mbappé, Giroud, and yeah. Griezmann. So... I don't know. Maybe it's competition for Dembele, you know, you know, um, yeah. which is a good thing, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's 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 interesting. I didn't know about that, but another one that they were talking about apparently is down. Is that they talk, They were talking that Benzema. They wanted Benzema to go to Napoli. Really? Yeah. And they talk about it because you know Carlo Ancelotti now is gonna is their coach of Napoli. Apparently, he wanted Benzema in his team. Wow. But. Apparently it's down. Apparently the the owners of Napoli said that is not a deal because they don't like the player that much. So right. Apparently, who is moving to Napoli is Arias, Santiago Arias. Apparently, that's really close to be he to be a deal. PSV or Ajax? PSV. PSV. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, for I think he's an excellent player. I don't know why why he's doing in PSG. Like, what is it? Why is he still there? You know, he could have been in a better team years ago. But I guess Napoli is a good team to move to. I guess so. I'm happy for him. <laughs> I guess. But uh, yeah, a lot of movements. I also they're talking about Jerimina uh, as well. Jerimina uh -huh. apparently is not gonna. Well, for sure, is not gonna continue in in Barcelona. Oh wow! Because yeah, he's not a, he's not able to play. The player wants to play, but there are other players ahead of him. So he's the third or fourth player in the team. Defender. Defender. So it's not it's not good. He wants to play, you know and. I see, I mean, you know, he's in the prime of his career in some way. Yep. So it's kind of like a waste to be, to be right. still like in Barcelona. So, yep. uh, so there are other teams in the, apparently in the Premier League interested for the for Jerry Mina, which I, I think he will be great in the Premier League because of his physical condition. Right. And also the way he plays soccer is very, like he, I, th I can see him adapting to that kind of level, like that kind of soccer or football. Yeah, but uh, that that's one of the rumors that is going on so far and in Colombia. So to to me, an, an interesting rumor I've heard is that Christian Pulisic. I don't know if you've heard about this one. Do you remember the, the American that plays for Borussia Dortmund? Uh -huh. um, Christian Pulisic. There's a rumor that he may be moving to Real Madrid. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can see it honestly. Competition for uh, what's the little guy's name? Not not the one that plays on the sides. Not Isco. Uh, uh, I forget. Vasquez, Lucas Vasquez. Vasquez, Lucas Vasquez. Yeah, competition for him. So, I mean, it would be interesting. And and Pulisic is really young. He's like 18, 19 um, right now. So wow, that would be great for Real Madrid to get a player that young. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. he, you know, if he can develop all his talent there. Which is, Real Madrid sometimes is hard because if you don't show yeah. results soon, they, you, like, they sell you, you know, if you don't get, like, they don't show any results as soon as you get there, but... I, I was going to ask you about this, I was moving on a little bit from that one. Ospina, what's going on with him, do you know? Well, they were talking that maybe Boca Juniors wanted oh. uh, wanted him as a, goalkeeper, as a goalie, but Ospina, he doesn't want to go back to America yet. He wants right. to stay in Europe, and they're talking maybe other teams in the Premier League, very uh, small teams, and... A couple of teams in Turkey. I I did but, see that, but I don't yeah, know. Like Besiktas. I, yeah, Besiktas was one option. I think Transport maybe was another option, but I don't I don't know yet. For sure, I think he wants to stay in Arsenal because I think the he knows he's not gonna be the main goalie. Yep. And I think he still has some potential there, so I think he wants to close his career as a main goalie. You know, right. And, of course, yeah. and he and, and and he's not a bad goalie. Like he deserves that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So does it still? I mean, probably when where are they closing the books? I think it's like by the end, of the middle of August, something like that. Yeah, they close like I, I think it's end of August, but yeah. Yeah. So there, there is still a lot, lots of time to see what's going to happen to him. But yeah, I don't know. Um, I think he deserves to be. The main goalie of a good team because you know he moved he was the main goalie for nice in yep. france and then they promised him to be the main goalie of arsenal at some point and then they like i think 
six months later, a year later, they brought in uh, uh, who's the, the goalie? Uh, Czech. Czech, Peter Czech. Mm-hmm. And he became the main goalie. So, you know, like he was relegated to play community chills and little tournaments <laughs> who nobody cares that much. And, you know, and, and I think it was a waste of goalie there. I think Peter Czech was really good, but, you know, it, He's also very old, you know? He was not... Yeah. But they brought... The reason why I'm asking you is because one of the moves that Arsenal made was bring that this goalie, uh, Le- Leno. Um, I forget his first name. Bert Jay Leno. <laughs> yeah, no, not Jay. <laughs> no, he's <is> very old. <laughs> yeah. um, so he is joining Arsenal. So... Uh, definitely doesn't seem that Ospina oh, has room there. Um, so it would be interesting to see where he ends up. Yeah. I think another player that, that I don't see having more space or, you mm-hmm. know, like that is not going to play anymore in his team is Higuain. Now with Ronaldo there. Oh. I don't know if Higuain is going right. to continue there. And there, are, there are some talks that maybe he's going to go to Chelsea. Because Mantukic is there too. Yeah, so I don't know if he's going to stay there. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't think about that. Yeah, so. yeah we'll see where that goes. But, um, you know, you've talked about some Colombian transfers. I'll mention a few Peruvian ones. So, you know, this is a bit of a disappointing topic for me, just because uh, I think we did a pretty decent World Cup and we expected some players, especially, to go maybe for to, to bigger teams. And the player that did the best, uh, Carrillo, Andre Carrillo, who is owned by Benfica and played last season at Watford, uh, and he didn't do bad, but he, I mean, he didn't do great either. Um, moved to Al Ali in Saudi Arabia on loan for like five million dollars. Well, he's on a loan, but it's still that's how old is he? 27, 28? Yeah, that's pretty much the end of his career. Like, yeah. he's not if he was not able to move to a better team at that age, later on it's gonna be harder. Yeah. So it's it's really sad. Um, yeah, it's really sad. I mean, I, I think when a player chooses to play in Saudi Arabia or in a team in, over there, yeah, I think uh, is basically you are like closing your career down. Right. You know. Yep. Yep. So and and you know I, I told you before we started the episode that um, Farfan did the same thing, moved to Qatar, and you know he hated it there. <laughs> he didn't play. Um, and he kind of ruined his chances to be you know, a star, but you know decisions I guess that players make. Um, uh, anyway, I I find that interesting that apparently there's a rumor that um, there's a, this attacking midfielder who's Peruvian, but he's Spanish because he was born in Spain and he his mother is Peruvian and he has played for Peru officially. Um, Anyway, he, who's this he, player? Uh, ben, Christian Benavente. Okay. Um, he's good. He's he's a good player. He's young, like 24, 25. Um, and he today plays in in Belgium, and he's done pretty well, gotten a lot of awards. And there's a rumor that he may be moving to Espanyol of Barcelona. Oh, okay. Uh, but here's where it gets funny, right? He did he didn't make it to the World Cup. Oh. He, we didn't call him. Yeah. Wow. Why? So. Uh, well, he didn't play well with the team. I think that's 
why they didn't call him. And in his position, we have Cueva, who missed the penalty, but, you know, he's pretty good. Yeah. And Farfan, potentially. So he, unfortunately, didn't have room there. Um, so, yeah, it's it's shocking. You know, the, the one player that didn't make it to the World Cup is actually going to be the player that maybe moves to the biggest team where a Peruvian player may play. Yeah, uh, so crazy, yeah. Yeah, it's it's extremely bizarre. And Cueva left Sao Paulo, and in Sao Paulo he was the number 10, and Sao Paulo is, you know, a, a historic team to play in Russia. Yeah, and not even in a big, not even a team I've heard of before. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Well, we can maybe move on yep, to some please. of the... <laughs> Some movements also happening on the coaching side. For example, uh, something that was very surprising for me that was to see that Bolillo Gomez, the former coach of Panama, is now going to be the coach of uh, Ecuador. Yep, that is a surprise. Yeah, for those who breaking news to me. Yeah, for those who don't know, Bolillo Gomez uh, qualified Ecuador to their first World Cup ever. So. Bolillo Gomez is not a bad coach I, per se. I think he's he's a decent coach. I think he fails once he's in the World Cup. He because he qualified Ecuador, Colombia, and, and Panama, and all and the three of them didn't do that well uh, when they were playing the World Cup. Like they did well in the qualifiers, but not in the World Cup. Yeah. And he's very controversial. Back in Colombia, the some people like love his uh, methods. Mm-hmm. Especially, uh, you know, like very old school people. The, the newer generations probably we don't like him that much, especially because he, I think he one time hit his mistress in public and it was a huge controversy about it. Like many people, many women complained that he was violating women's rights and stuff like that. So he's not very popular over there. But, uh, but yeah, apparently in Ecuador he's popular. He's going back there. He's going to Ecuador. And another movement that I saw was uh, that, uh, well, we don't know anything about Peru or Colombia yet. Mm-hmm. But Reinaldo Rueda is going to be the, the, is the coach of Chile. They signed him before the World Cup. So those probably are the only two teams in South America who are certain, about the, the, uh, are certain about the coach, right? Well, what about Brazil, though? Do you think it's... Do you know oh, no, I don't know anything. Me neither. Yeah. I, it just hit me. Yeah. <laughs> like right now. Yeah. And also, if you think about it, Mexico is not for sure either. Like the, no, I, right. I know uh, the coach is not happy that Osorio is planning maybe to, to go to the United States. I feel like that's taking forever, don't you think? Like, I think we're all kind of waiting to see what happens. And there's all of these things that are happening right now. I I just feel like before, they happened kind of right away. Like, after the World Cup, you kind of knew, okay, you know, this coach is going here, this other coach is going there. Um, I I don't know. It feels like it's taking a while. Like, they're keeping us waiting. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why. But, I mean, anyhow, like, the national teams don't have any tournament to play, you know, like, they only have, right. like, friendlies, and I think they start the qualifiers by the end of the year. Yeah. So, yeah. I was thinking about going to a qualifier game. Yeah, uh, I don't know, man. I think I would love to go as far as it is, uh, if I, as far as in the World Cup, for example, if, we, if the next World Cup is 32 teams, I think the, the qualifiers are going to be really exciting. That's a good point. But if the 
the World Cup is going to have 48 teams, and basically anybody can go. I don't know if the qualifiers are going to be that exciting, you know? Yeah, if it's worth it. But it will be nice anyway. I mean, I would like to see Colombia or, you know, like Argentina or Brazil. You know, like so yeah. so any South American team is a really very interesting. It's a show. It's a show, yeah. It's really interesting yeah. to watch. I think I'm going to steal this because I thought it was the biggest news ever. Uh, what you told me before we started the show that Bielsa is a coach now again. Again. That is surprising. I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's coaching, a, well, I mean, you can say it, a Division 2 team, right? Yeah, it's a Division 2 team. It's the Leeds United in, the, in England. A historic team, by the way. It's a historic team. But yeah, he's gonna be the coach of the of a team that is playing. He's gonna play the championship. For yeah. me, what is really crazy is that he was uh, he was the coach for Lazio in Italy for uh-huh. days. You know, because they hired him as a coach. He went there. Apparently, there was something that he didn't like. There is not like certainty of what happened, and then he walked away. Yeah, that dude is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> then he moved to Lille in France, which I don't think he did. I mean, Lille is it's a small team in France. You know, it's, pre- it's, it's a prime. It's pre- it plays in the in the League One, but it doesn't. Right. It's not it's like a main team or anything. And now he's moving to Leeds United. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Do you have anything to say about Bielsa? Because I have a oh, bunch I- to say. <laughs> I do, and I just wanted to clarify for people that don't know. Um, the reason why we know so much about Bielsa and why I kind of like him and Sebas hate him <laughs> yeah. is is because he he's an iconic coach that plays in a certain style, and you know we're not gonna deep dive into that right now. Um, he qualified Argentina to a World Cup without losing a game. Then they lost every game in yeah. the tournament. <laughs> yeah, because um, he couldn't play. Uh, Batistuta and uh, and Crespo in the same team. He right. he he said, no, I cannot have two two, at- two number nine two number nines, which was crazy because you had the two best players in two that best forwards, two best yeah. forwards in, in back then, and he couldn't place them in the same team. Yeah, so he plays in a very rigid structure, and here is where it gets interesting. Um, he is an eminence in South American football, and not just yeah. South American football, but a lot of teams copy his style. A lot of coaches copy his style, yeah. like Sampaoli, like a little bit, but not as rigid, uh, Poch- Mauricio Pochettino at, at Tottenham. Um, yeah, so every coach in South America who comes from Argentina and says, I am from the Bielsa school, basically got a job somewhere <laughs> at some point. There were so many around. Yeah. And... I mean, for me, what is not what I don't like about the guy is that technically he doesn't have that many results. You know, like if you see his results, he won a Copa Libertadores with Newells, and you know, in a club thing, like if you see it from his club-like performance, it's not that it's not that uh, impressive. Now, as an Argentinian coach, he won the Copa America. No, he was the runner-up in the Copa America 2004. So technically, what is surprising for me is that he has so many followers and he's such an appreciated coach, but I don't don't think he's a coach that has achieved so many results. You know, and he's very controversial. When he goes to a team, he wants everything to be his way. Yeah. 
everything has to say, okay, we're going to grant you whatever you want. But then you don't see those results. I think the only time that I've seen him being kind of a good coach was in Atletico Bilbao. Yeah. When they reached the final of the Europa League, I think. And the Copa del Rey. And yeah. the Copa del Rey. Again, he didn't win that, but but that, yep. that was good. I mean, that's a good performance because Atletico Bilbao is not uh, a top team in, in Spain because they are limited to hire players only from the Basque Country, either from the French Basque Country or from the Spanish Basque Country. So you have a pool of players to choose from. That's ex is surprising, right? But besides that and the Copa Libertadores, I don't think he's... he's career as a coach is that impressive I'm saying it's bad but he's almost like Maradona for some people you know like some people really love his style and I don't see why <laughs> I, see. I, ju I just think it's you know maybe he hasn't had amazing results but I do think he builds things like he does leave okay I mean I'm making a massive leap here but here's what I think happens his professionalism and the way he's so hard-headed I think helps teams on wherever he goes build infrastructure and you know even um, like youngster teams and essentially just everything you may need to move forward and have uh, a, a successful career he may not win everything and may not win a lot of tournaments because what you're saying is, is true and a fact but I do think that some of those teams do get pretty far and do very well and the main example of that I think the probably biggest example of that is Chile yeah that's true yeah he was a coach before San Paoli right yeah yeah exactly hmm. um, so I, I, I do think and, and the reason why a lot of and, and the other thing to me is that I like how their teams play <laughs> oh okay it's, well yeah it's very dynamic very fast you know it's, it's cool it's just cool to watch um, so I think th to me those are the two things but you do have a, a great point in the fact that yeah I mean you can look at Wikipedia his statistics are not great he hasn't won that much no but it's surprising for me I think Bielsa is kind of for us in Colombia Maturana you know Maturana for a time was like the greatest coach ever and he had like Bolillo Gomez for example was from like Maturana's academy you can say right. but but Maturana achieved some results. You know, he won the Copa Libertadores with Atletico Nacional and la Copa America with Colombia. The only one we have won. But I'm not convinced about, what, about Maturana as a coach. I don't think he... Probably he was good at, for a time, but he's not consistently good, you know? Well, and, and now things have changed. So, you know, it's not, it's not enough to coach your players right you have to have information you have to have data you have to feed them videos you have to tactically be very proficient and, and really analyze the other team uh more bec because there's a lot more information available now yeah um and, and maybe those old coaches some of those old coaches at least haven't made the transition and i have no idea if bielsa has or not um maybe, maybe he hasn't or or maybe he has yeah well I don't know I, I, it's very surprising to see you know what was surprising for me do you remember that Argentinian striker Martin Palermo yes of course how can I forget 
Did you know that he's a coach as well? I did know. And he's a coach apparently in Chile for... Uh, I think, O'Higgins? No, the, like, what is like the team? Española. Oh. Which is a, a, a thing is called a... Unión Española. And Unión Española yeah. is a... Is a a, a, you know like a series A you know like a main team in the league yeah. but it's, it's not very known and I was surprised to see that because you know he retired not that long ago no and he's now the coach of, of in, he's coaching a team in Chile which is kind of funny like I, there, are, there are Argentinian coaches all over the place yeah for sure all over the world my goodness yeah they, they really are a bit of a yeah, I don't know, but I have the feeling that Argentinians players—they do a good job, you know, doing that transition from being players to being like coach. Yeah, they, they know how to do that very well because if you see many of the coaches, including your beloved Bielsa, was uh, <laughs> a, a, a player at one point. You know, like Bianchi was a player. You know, like. Uh, for example, Peckerman was a player. Like uh, I don't Gareca know. was a player. Gareca was a player. So most of them were players, and they turn. Yeah. They became. They do a good transition, becoming coaches. Which yeah, is very. It's very surprising. I, I think we could do a whole episode about coach Argentinian coaches. <laughs> yeah, and but there's yeah. so many of them. Yeah, but that that was something that I wanted to tell you because I was very surprised about that. Yeah, there there were five in the World Cup. I mean, just think about that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, I don't know, but for um, I, I was very surprised about that. But anyhow, today uh, I'm gonna well, I'm gonna go and see the 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 team here inside in the Bay Area, which is the San Jose Earthquakes. So I'm gonna go and see it against the Seattle Sounders. And I don't know, I'm very surprised. Uh, I'm really looking forward for this match. I haven't seen a MLS game in a long time, so I just want, I'm really excited you've to seen see one, it. You've seen one before? Yeah, I think I saw the the Washington the Washington DC team long, many years ago when I went to visit my cousin. Oh, but wow. I don't but I don't remember what the other team. So that was my only experience with the MLS. But this is gonna be I, I'm excited to see this and see how it's the level apparently the Seattle Sanders is like a, a, a big, yeah it's a great team it's a great team it's a big deal team yeah I don't know well, about the San Jose there, there is a play, there's a Peruvian player speaking of transfers and I think we can close on this uh, there's a Peruvian player the top scorer I think last year of the Mexican league and Raul Ruiz who plays now for the Seattle Sanders yeah that's true I don't know. They always buy good players in so, so many South American players the Sanders yeah yeah they have Nicolas Lodeiro too yeah um they're your way in attacking midfielder plays for the seattle sounders wow yeah so you're in for a treat yeah yeah let's I see mean, how it goes do, do, you, you gotta support the hometown yeah, team, yeah. you cannot support the away team come on man yeah no 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 <laughs> apparently they have a bunch of panamanian players oh wow yeah so. i wonder if Ro- that there's a defender i really like ramon roman torres i wonder where he plays Roman Torres. I don't think he's playing in the Sounders. In the in the or in the Earthquakes. Yeah. He plays for the Sounders. No, oh, he's playing for the Sounders? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, uh, do you have anything else? Because I think with this note, I think we're going to close it. Uh, I just want to make a small announcement. 
and is that we finally went live on our social media so we are on facebook and we are also on twitter on facebook we are at the football chronicles and on twitter we are at football chronicle singular and we are starting they started this week so we don't have that many followers yet but we encourage you to follow us we're gonna post you know news pictures of players we're gonna do we're gonna post our podcast there so we really encourage you to uh, fo follow us or follow our facebook we probably eventually we also maybe gonna post some events as well also if you want to write something to us you know like to improve the podcast or if you want us to discuss something in the podcast also let us know you know we want also your input yep so yeah just please follow us also edgar you want to talk uh, well we have also a website <laughs> which yep. edgar created so yeah it's called uh, footballchronicles.com and yeah as sarah said um, we'll be posting episodes there and again you can find us on itunes and google play so yep very excited to to getting started on the social media thing yeah yeah very exciting so thank you everybody for listening and uh, we look forward to hear it to uh, talking yeah talking talk next time talking next time thank you very much okay.